dedicated to George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire book series. I was really, I, like, I thought about you a lot after I watched this episode, and I was really disappointed that you missed out on it. And the HBO Game of Thrones franchises. Well, I do know that the one emotion that comes to most people's minds when they think about me is, in fact, disappointment. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> You're listening to Before the Dragon. Don't tell me what to do. do, 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 do Hi, everybody. Do, Matt here. Uh, listen, sorry. This week I had an emergency and was any, unable to record with the panel. So you won't get any in-depth conversations like we normally have with this particular podcast. I didn't want to go the rest of the week without putting something out, though. So I'm going to do the three-word submissions that we got, the feedback that we got, the brothel mates that we got. No Seven Hells drawing this week. And I'll play the Westerosi scene from a movie, just so you have all of those little components. Uh, but you won't really hear any additional thoughts about the show. Things just kind of worked out that way this week. Hopefully next week we will be back with our regular schedule. Thanks for your patience and for listening. So real quick for three words, Samantha739 submitted their three words. Emotions are high and also as an alternate, gonna miss Millie. Uh, I love both of those, Samantha. Thank you very much. Nightwolf Nim commented on YouTube in response to our initial reaction to this episode of House of the Dragon. Clash of Paramours. The last 10 minutes was bananas. After watching it twice, I still don't know what the heck happened that sent Kristen Cole into such a rage. Several minutes had already passed since the night of Kisses spoke to him. It was just shocking how it went down and made me feel so bad for Lenor. Hearing him cry throughout his vows was so sad. Kristen deserves the wall. Yeah, Nicole, I agree. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense in terms of the time in between them talking and whatever happened. Um, I guess maybe something just boiled up in him and a fuse blew later, but the sequence to me was a little wanky. It was like they had to fit in the Damon stuff just so they could create this mystery of what was actually happening from the perspective of the high table. Is it something that Damon's doing that's causing this or whatever? And then it turns out to be what it was. Brothelmates is next. So Brothelmates is where you try to pick the best coupling for the episode. Doesn't have to be two people. It can be a person and a concept. Mine this week was Kristen Cole and Soiled White Cloaks because he used that phrase a lot. Uh, Samantha739 sent in these brothel mates of the week. Viserys and sickness. This illness has had a hold on him. Nothing heals. Good point, Samantha. It looks like, uh, at, as we get to the end of this episode, it looks like the sickness is winning uh, quite a bit. There was a, a really nice book nod and this isn't spoilery or anything but there was this really nice book nod when 
Melos and Maester Orwell were treating Viserys, and Orwell suggests some potions and tinctures. Uh, that's directly from the book. I'll, I'll read this quote real quick. King Viserys did seem to recover some of his old vigor. Septon Eustace tells us that this was a result of prayer, but most believe that Orwell's potions and tinctures were more efficacious than the leechings Melos had preferred. And you saw that very debate between potions and tinctures and leeches uh, in the episode. So, uh, loved that. Let's move on to Nicole. That's Nightwolf Nim, who commented on YouTube. Brothelmates. Alicent and the color green. I think we've seen the last of the naive and anxious Alicent that can be manipulated by Rhaenyra. Um, I loved the turn for Alicent. I didn't see any of that self-harm that we'd seen before with the fingers and everything. Uh, it was like as Kristen Cole was telling her what he had done with Rhaenyra, she had this great pursing of her lips as if she's just suddenly swallowing the reality that this whole system that she has invested in, that she has defended has betrayed her. Um, and then the, the beautiful entrance with the gown uh, shows exactly where she stands now. The use of the word stepdaughter, so cold. Uh, no longer a friend, no longer sister-like. Allison has totally disconnected herself from Rhaenyra. Bonus brothel mates. Millie and Emily. It's bittersweet to say goodbye to them. Both young actresses have done a phenomenal job. They're going to be a tough act to follow. I agree there, uh, Nicole, who is Nightwolf Nim. I, I, I think it's going to take me a minute to adjust to the new castings simply because those two did such an outstanding job. Um, hats off to them. Let's do some feedback here. So we get this email from Ginny who says, I think the smell of the dragon on Damon what was what was causing the horse to spook. I'm certain that Damon knew exactly what he was doing, which is why he kept getting closer and reaching for the horse. Yeah, I don't know if he realized it initially, but as soon as he saw the horse react to it, it was like he put his hand up to kind of almost test to see the reaction of the horse. And then uh, once... Rhea was starting to draw for the bow. Uh, he acted quickly and kind of moved up on the horse and really spooked it with his smell. I also love the fact that those shots of Rhea riding uh, now, I didn't think about it at the time, the the cool overhead shots, the, the views from the sky, that's Damon following her, literally, on Caraxes. He's following her from overhead on his dragon. And I didn't even put that together until I watched it a second time. So that's how dense I am sometimes. Uh, we also had some YouTube comments. This one in response to last week's panel podcasts on YouTube. Uh, this one is from Laurel, who says, Great conversation. I love how different there are different opinions on one subject. 
great job. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Laurel, for listening or for watching the YouTubes. Really appreciate it. And then Laurel went on to say, um, children needed to help with farming before machinery and, of course, have been sent to war at age 18. So, yes, Rhaenyra was of age. How many mistakes would you not have made if you waited until you were 25, which is the developmental age for the brain? Uh, that's a good point, L'Oreal. I appreciate you making that comment. Uh, Nightwolf Nim also made comments on my initial reaction to Season 1, Episode 5. Another amazing episode that's already replaced the last episode as my favorite of the season. It's the first time that I actually liked Otto. I know I was happy to see him get cut down last week, but he isn't a fool, and I do think he cares about the realm and doesn't want to see it in chaos. Damon was an absolute savage, killing his wife, then showing up to the feast after being banished. He always knows how to make an entrance and leave an impression. That's true. Uh, This is the most Dame-off, I guess, that I've been uh, throughout the entirety of the series, even though he's already done some pretty despicable things. Um, The one thing that I do love is that this is like just kind of a throwaway line in George's book, and they made a whole sequence of it that really colors your opinion. On Damon. I mean, I, I'm sure that lots of people who've read the book have suspected that Damon had something to do with it. But here, you've got him there. You see what happens. And uh, that makes it pretty cut and dry for the show canon. So thanks for the thoughts, uh, Nightwolf Nim, Nicole. And folks, we do have one more Westerosi scene from a movie to play for you. Remember, there's a total of five. We want you to guess the actual movie that each of the five is from. And if you do, whoever has the most correct guesses, or if there's lots of people that has the most correct guesses, then we will do a drawing. But you can win something from the official Warner Brothers HBO store on me, on the podcast, if you are the winner. You do have up until October 10th at midnight wherever you are in the world to submit all of your answers. You can submit them one at a time. You can submit them all at once. So please submit. I want you to win stuff. I will also play all five scenes right in a row in a future podcast before the 10th arrives so that you have a chance to refresh yourself and don't have to go back through a whole bunch of podcasts to find them. And you say, well, Matt, that's all fine and well, but how the heck do I submit anything to you? Very simple. You tweet to at the letter B, the number four, the dragon pod on Twitter. You can send emails to Matt's audio blog at gmail.com. That's M-A-T-T-S audio blog at gmail.com. You can use the contact form at the website or leave comments on our web posts there. Uh, that's mattsaudioblog.com, just like the email, except you don't throw in the at Gmail. And you can, of course, do as Nicole has done or L'Oreal has done, and you can leave comments on the YouTube videos. Um, 
the problem with the last two, the website and the YouTube video, is that everybody can see what you submitted. With Twitter, uh, if you are following me and you want to submit something, just tell me that you want me to follow you back so that you can send it via DM. I'm perfectly cool to do with that. Don't try to sell me some kind of silver or gold jewelry or a dating website or anything. I'm letting you into my DMs simply so that you can win this contest, so that I can give you something. And, of course, emails are always, you know, as relatively private as they can be in today's tech-savvy world. Currently, we have two people who are in the lead. I've gotten eh, maybe 10 guesses so far overall. But two people are four for four so far. So getting this scene right may be very important for everybody. We had a special guest for this one, uh, Bubba from the Joffrey of Podcasts and Double P Media uh, came in and played a role. It was a lot of fun to do with him. Uh, he's with me, and I play Varys. He plays Ned. Uh, actually, though, the way we ended up doing the scene, it probably turned out more like Horshack and Bobarino from Welcome Back, Cotter. And if you don't get that reference, um, I get it. I'm old. But that's what it turned out more like so than Varys and Ned. Uh, but it's from a famous movie in the 1950s about a fighter. And that's going to be it for this extremely shortened edition of the podcast. The scene will be the last thing that you hear. Um, I apologize once again uh, for life getting in the way and us not being able to bring you a full panel discussion because this one really does warrant a lot more discussion. This has been Matt. Here's the scene. Scenes from a Westerosi movie. How much you weigh, kid? When you weighed 168 pounds, you were beautiful. You could have been another Brandon Stark. And that skunk we got you for a king, he brought you along too fast. It wasn't him. Varys, it was you. Remember that night in the dungeon? You came down to my cell and you said, Kid, this ain't your night. We're going for the price on Joffrey. You remember that? This ain't your night. My night? I could have taken Joffrey apart. So what happens? He gets an execution outside the sept. And what do I get? A one-way ticket to the wall? You are my master of secrets, Varys. You should have looked out for me a little bit. You should have taken care of me a little bit. So I didn't have to take the dive for a short end amount of lies. Well, I had some inquiries down for you. You saw some bastards. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. Yeah.